Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, welcome back, and with me today, Melinda and Talia. Yes, thank you so much for joining us again. We've decided to invite Talia, who is part of the Streamline Property Buyers team, to join us today because Talia has come from a property management background. So she can certainly provide some expert commentary, in our opinion, in relation to what tenants want when they're looking for a property in Brisbane. So welcome, Talia. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. So yeah, as Melinda mentioned, um, we're going to dive into just a few things that will attract tenants um, to your property, to an investment property. And it's specifically about Brisbane. And to give you an idea, obviously, with the different temperature and conditions up here compared to other other um, places where you can buy property. But yeah, it's specifically about Brisbane to help out in those areas. So I think let's just jump straight into it. And um, Talia, please help us to understand from your experience as a property manager, uh, what was the number one thing that tenants were looking for when they would come through and inspect a property? The number one thing in Queensland is definitely cooling options. And in particular, you've got fans and air conditioning that's really important for tenants. Yeah, we're pretty spoiled up here uh, in sunny Queensland. Our our winter, which we complain about the cold nights that get down to about maybe 10 degrees overnight. And At worst. 15 to 20 degrees in the, in the day. So um, we're a little bit soft that way. But yeah, it is something that because we have a lot more months of the year that are warmer, the cooling side of things uh, is something that, that tenants really look for. And I think that the important thing to tackle is that it's not just hot in Brisbane, it's also very humid. So whilst fans do help to you know, create a breeze, quite often that's actually not enough to make you comfortable. And that's why air conditioning is becoming something that's uh, more in demand from the tenant's perspective. And there's properties or properties that do provide some options for air conditioning can quite often demand a slight premium on the rent that they charge. So Talia, what sort of parts of the home are, you know, should air conditioning be installed? Yeah, so investors should achieve either an air conditioning in the living area master bedroom if they can't put it into every single bedroom, um, but ceiling fans will need to be in the other bedrooms as well. So Scott, um, a typical air conditioning unit, I suppose you can up the size of the air conditioner in the main living space so that it blows through you know, a lot of the, the rest of the house. But from an investment perspective, um, if you're looking at some rough costs to install an air conditioner, um, keeping in mind as an investor, if you do um, make any improvements to a property in this way, that you have the benefit of depreciating the value of these types of fittings. Scott, roughly, and I'm not asking you to to come up with a firm quote, but roughly what cost would that be to an investor to install an air conditioning unit in their property? Yeah, it depends. We've, we've bought some properties for clients that have might not have fans or air conditioners, depending on the electrical setup. But generally, if uh, most properties these days, fans, you're looking at probably a few hundred dollars. Um, air conditioners, split systems, which are nice and simple and usually easy to, to install at any property. Uh, you're probably looking around $2,000 thereabouts, depending on the size of it. And um, if it's in a bedroom, obviously they're smaller, smaller the space, the smaller the unit. But um, yeah, look, it's it's not a big cost for something that um, you're going to attract a better tenant and a happy tenant. 
Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, something that we often get asked about as well is what about pools? Because generally speaking, from an investment perspective, a lot of people think pools are a no-go. But Talia, are pools desirable for, you know, tenants in Brisbane? They can be if they are looked after correctly. And that's something we can cover um, in a future episode, perhaps, because um, I think you're right. You can unpack a lot of pros and cons about having a pool in an investment property. And I think also some gardening. I mean, you know, having manicured gardens or having someone to look after your gardens, particularly if your property is um, demanding a higher rent. um, I think they're all things that we can cover in a future episode. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we've uh, we've created a bit of an episode there. There's a few things that are popping in my head straight away from <laughs> from a builder side of it. Things like maintenance and the storms that we get for gutters, drains, things like that. Um, so I think a maintenance um, episode could be a good one to talk about for the cost of holding a property. Things like as we discussed, pools, gardens, and how do you cover those costs um, and what that does for tenants. So. So we tend to digress, but um, let's get back to what tenants actually are looking for in Brisbane. Um, Talia, what's something else that is quite desirable for tenants here in Brisbane? Also relating to the heat here in Queensland, um, tenants love to relax and entertain on decks or um, our fresco areas. Yeah, it's it's um, probably not under the conditions we're at having here with um, COVID and we've experienced for a while, but there's nothing better than a barbecue on a back deck or a, on a, a fresco or patio area. Um, again, those sort of areas sometimes could be something you, if you've got the space and you can afford it, throw a fan on, on a deck and things like that as well because people love to sit on the back deck. I think the important thing is the flow from inside to outside because we are a subtropical climate in Brisbane. People do tend to open their homes up in the summer to maximise any potential for breezes when it is not too humid. And we tend to like to, you know, extend our internal living areas into the outdoors. And that's why decks and alfresco areas are desirable for tenants because that's what we as homeowners love to have as well. And don't forget, tenants are finding a home for themselves, even if it is only a temporary home. Um, I guess that comes down to the next point that we've got here and in that um, tenants do like to make the home that they are renting their own. Talia, how can tenants do this and what are some tips that you've got for um, tenants that are looking to make the property their own home? Yeah, that's a very good question. So one of the things that tenants make a home feel homely is putting things like pictures on the walls and having an investor that restricts that definitely doesn't make them feel like they can be there for a long period of time and stuff like that. So, yeah. I think it's important. One of the things that both Melinda and um, Talia mentioned there was was making it their home. And I think it's something that uh, investors do forget sometimes. They think they buy a property they just put a tenant in there and they they forget about it. Whereas if you can make it feel like their home, you'll attract a better tenant. It'll it'll just make life a lot easier in your inve- on your investment, really. And I think on that point, uh, Queensland has recently um, described some proposed changes to our tenancy laws, whereby tenants may have the right to make these types of minor modif- modifications without a landlord's consent. Obviously, that's not yet legislated, but if that is something that does change in the future, we will be the first to talk about it here on the Brisbane Property Podcast. So it's definitely something to keep in mind, though. At the moment, tenants do have to seek permission from a landlord to 
place hooks and things like that on the wall for their own photos and um, artwork. But if you're a landlord who opposes that sort of thing, it actually can come back to bite you because tenants are just wanting to make a property their own. Talia, what's something else that is important for tenants here in Brisbane? just going to throw them together it is window coverings and floor coverings so important for tenants would be more of those block out blind things they're very easy to keep clean um, as opposed to curtains where curtains can get sun damaged and then when you wash them they get destroyed and then replacement costs come into that so definitely block out blinds are something that tenants look for and then with the floor coverings it really is preference per tenant um, but some tenants really love the hardwood floors in our hotter climate yeah yeah i think um and we could all have different views obviously on on certain things but if you look at the floor coverings especially a lot of properties here if you look at closer to the um to the city you'll get probably your queenslanders so you tend to get your polished floorboards um polished floorboards things like your, your laminate flooring that they put in now tiles they're low maintenance compared to carpet. You don't have to keep it. It's easier to keep clean. Um, the other thing is to be aware of is, is things like allergies um, nowadays, just being aware of that. Again, those sort of cleaner, smooth line floors, probably a bit cooler as well uh, when you look at our climate as well up here in Queensland. And if you are a bit soft like I am and despite living in Brisbane, you still feel the cold in winter, then you can just install rugs and things over the top of floorboards and tiles so you can still get that softer effect. Um, looking at the window coverings as well, you know, a big part of window coverings, we see many properties that have no window coverings Um I certainly would not like to be living in a property where people could see in. So window coverings are really important for privacy. But in Brisbane, they're also important for um, some blocking out the heat and blocking out the light because, you know, our sun is hot and especially if a window faces west, you really do want to block that hot western sun out of a room in the afternoon. And that's why window coverings become important. And as Talia mentioned, those block out roller blinds um, are something that tenants love because they are clean. They um, do act as a block out and they're much less maintenance. Um, you don't have to replace them as often as you do curtains in a rental property. Yeah, I think, again, Melinda touched on it there, making it feel like a home, making it feel like it's something that you would like to live in. That's what people want to live in. It's going to be their home for a little while, so um, hopefully for a long while. Um, so you do want to make it attractive and make it easy for people just to move in and live. Let's tackle another thing that tenants want to Leah. Um in relation to storage, I know this is something that uh, we always look for when we're searching for an investment property for our uh, clients who will become the landlords, but what sort of storage are tenants looking for, Talia? So storage is super important no matter what type of property you have, whether that's a house, and it even becomes more important if you own a townhouse or a unit because there is less or typically less storage in those sections. So having dedicated storage space, whether that is in the garage, an extra storage room, under a house, um, also linen cupboards throughout the property and built-in wardrobes, super important. Yeah, tenant because tenants tend to move around a little bit more, they will have they will require that storage. Uh, it's a really important thing. We did a, um, a set of units four, five years ago now, 
time flies. Um, <laughs> seven units that we built, and in the car park basement area, we actually built off a um, a wide storage area for each that they could lock up. So everyone had their storage space; they could store their gear there. The tent, the people that moved in there, they they had they filled them up. So. It's something that's really important to have storage. We all have too much junk, I think. And, I think um, that's the case, absolutely. We, we need to store it somewhere. So it's really important. Sheds, a little garden shed, even things like that, they they really add some value. Yeah, we've never um, knocked back a property because it has a garden shed, even if it um, you know might not be the nicest thing to look at. When it does provide the option for tenants to store their mower, their whippersnipper, um, all of their excess boxes that they don't want to um, unpack into a home. Uh, we've even had one client who purchased a property that had a very large storage shed on the property. Um, originally, he was actually going to think of, or he was considering renting that shed out separately. It was that large, but his tenant paid a premium of $50 extra per week so that they could store all of their own gear in that storage shed. So it does make a big difference um, despite what it looks like from a tenant's perspective. Um, it does add value and potentially can generate a premium when you do have somewhere for tenants to store all of their gears. So another thing that um, we, all, we all love, I know I did personally, uh, I do, is pets. Um, what are your thoughts, Talia, on um, pets and making it pet friendly? From an investor's perspective, they can be a little bit nervous when taking their property to market and allowing pets to come in, but you can actually track on a website in the particular suburb that your property is purchased in, what percentage of tenants have pets. And just to give you a couple of examples, I've found one. So Wavell Heights in Brisbane, 24% of tenants have pets. And then I did one on the south side, so Taragindi, 29% of tenants have pets. So you are eliminating potential tenants if you are deciding not to allow pets in a property. Yeah, that's really important, I guess, when you you advertise a property for rent and if it's no pets, you've, you've just eliminated some of your field that you could actually rent the property out to. So That's a really important thing, I think, as well. And again, I said we will touch on it in a future episode, but with the proposed tenancy reforms um, that are, you know, likely to come in here in Queensland, um, the ability to have a pet in your rental property will actually be out of the control of the landlord. So that's something that we will monitor and track, but, you know, I understand for some reasons why landlords may not allow pets at this point in time, particularly if they're looking to move back into the property because I know some allergies, for example, can stay in a home after a pet um, has vacated that property. But certainly if your property is an investment property and always will be an investment property, you may be eliminating part of your potential tenant pool by not allowing pets in that property. But obviously there's some things that come with having pets. Talia, what sort of things does a property need to have in place to make it more pet friendly? So one of the biggest things is a fully fenced yard and that is one of the most highly requested um, things when tenants come through a property in an open home is, is the property fully fenced. So that's super important. I think that's important for children also. You know, mm. families want a fully fenced 
yard. And, you know, I know when our children were young and growing up, we wanted to ensure that we could allow them outside to play and that they were going to be safe and not run onto the road. So yes, fencing is important to make a property pet friendly, but it's also very important to make a property family friendly as well. So um, look, we've, we're diving into a lot here of the things that um, we think tenants are after and what they want um, and what's going to attract tenants. Um, so we, what we'll do next is we'll, um, we'll talk about why, um, but a little plug now for, for business. Look, uh, we are buyers agents specialising here in Brisbane. Our company is Streamlined Property Buyers. If you are interested in getting help in purchasing a home or an investment property in the local Brisbane property market, please visit us at our website, www.streamlineproperty.com.au. Yeah, so continuing on now for the tenant side of it, um, I guess we've, we've talked about all the things to attract tenants, um, good quality tenants, but I guess the big question um, I'll throw out there is why? What, why is it important to do those types of things? It's important for an investor to aim to achieve, to have a tenant that looks after the property. They also want to aim to achieve a tenant that stays the longest for the longest period of time um, and a tenant will that will pay a premium for the property as well. Absolutely. As an investor, what you want is consistency and reliability of your income. It's all good and well to have a property that will achieve a potential gross rental yield, but if that property has a corresponding vacancy rate that is significantly higher than another typical property with a lower gross rental yield, then the net yield becomes comparable. So, you know, just because a property boasts a very high gross rental yield, it's important to dive into, is that property desirable for tenants? Does that property have a high turnover of tenants? And if so, what is the cost to an investor in terms of vacancy cost, reletting fees, re-advertising fees, et cetera, because that all does absolutely mount up. Yeah, you'd be amazed what it what can happen with a um, a really good quality tenant. And again, as we've touched on so many times, and I've, I've said it so many times now, wanting that, to make it feel like their home. Um, we bought a property for an investor a little while ago during the, the process of them uh, leasing the property out, we did a little bit of uh, minor works there, not a lot, um, but there was an area which the uh, the investor decided just to hold off and replacing some retaining walls. And since it's been leased out, we actually got sent some photos about a week or two ago, I think it was, mm. and the tenant actually um, did all the work and replaced all the retaining walls at his own cost. Because he was a tradesperson and he was in uh, COVID-19 lockdown and he needed a project for himself. Mm. They are the sort of tenants that you want to attract into an investment property, people that treat the home as their own and they want to make the home as appealing as possible whilst they are living in that property. The alternative um, can result in massive costs. So, you know, if you don't attract a quality tenant, um, Talia, what could happen? Definitely increased vacancy. I also want to bring it back to the um, pets section. So a lot of investors are scared about the damage that pets can cause on a property. That is definitely covered in the lease, but it really comes down to the demographic of the area that your property is purchased in because in my five years of experience, I have noticed that tenants are actually more 
damaging than pets are. Um, so, so, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we, we've got three three boys, so yeah, they can be pretty damaging. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, when thinking about the potential damage, if the tenant is if the property is located in an area where there's a great demographic of people there. Um, then they usually look after their pets and they make sure that the properties are looked after as well. So, Very valid point and it's something that we harp on a lot about a lot, um, location selection and matching the, you're finding the investment property in an area where you know the demographic of the people is going to be um, the type of pe- the type of demographic graphic that you're, you're aiming for, for an investment grade suburb. So that's something we can unpack in future episodes. But you know, the cost of poor quality tenants, obviously, if tenants are not looking after your property and they do vacate or they default on their rent, um, there can be not only financial implications, but it can really um, impact you through stress and, you know, concern. You don't want that when you are a property investor. If you can attract a quality tenant, it becomes more of a set and forget type of opportunity. And ultimately, when you are investing in property, that's the sort of tenant or that's the sort of experience overall that you're wanting to achieve. Yeah. So I think um, it's been a really good chat today. I think the biggest thing that I've keep saying is make it look like a home, make it important to the people that want to live there that they really want to live there and they want it to be their home they'll treat it well they'll take care of it and at the end of the day it'll actually make it a lot better for the investor um, for low maintenance and ongoing so um, look that's that's it from me I'll let Melinda probably wrap things up thank you to Leah for joining us and um, we'll talk next time it's been great thanks very much bye for now Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Talia, thank you so much for your expert commentary on property management. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. We look forward to having you back on the podcast again soon. But in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, um, like, and um, share our podcast with all of your friends. We'd love for more people to understand what's happening here in Brisbane and how you can position yourself expertly in the Brisbane property market. Thanks for tuning in. See you again next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.